Hey, Hanyaks, Welcome back to another dose of weird here at the Rambling Viking Podcast. Hope your week has been PDFG. For if you're new here, that's pretty darn freaking good. And hope you've been riding the lightning aplenty. I know I have. And uh, if you haven't checked out Monday's, I guess I'll call it a Valentine's Day episode where uh, Connor and I tackle a big question regarding spouses. Uh, go and check it out. It's very lighthearted, very fun. And if you have any similar big questions, that's a new series that I'm definitely open to trying out. So also, if you haven't seen on Instagram, the stickers are in, the stickers are dope, and the stickers are now on my laptop. So I'm now properly representing. Now, you will see one that says Head Honyak. That one is only for me. You cannot buy that one, I should say. Uh, because I am the head Hanyak. You are Hanyaks and members of the Hanyak Horde. And you, so you can get one that says the Hanyak Horde. That is similar. But you cannot get that one. That one is uh, private and was a private order for me. One of one. So yeah. But otherwise, logos came out great. Everything came out great. So go get those stickers now. If you're waiting for them to come in to make sure that they came out great. They came out great. Go get them. I've got a couple people who ordered them so far. I'm going to order some more. I'm going to get a, you can get a clear glossy one. I'm going to check that out and see if I can get it. Maybe put it on my, my, my truck. Oh, snap. But yeah, those are there. Go check them out. It's the meat hall at Redbubble. Link is, will be in the description, is in the bio on Instagram, wherever you want to look and see it. But yeah, lots of exciting stuff. Lots of good stuff going on. So as promised, today is going to be my Super Bowl recap. And... I'm going to be talking about, that's going to be the big thing. I've got a couple other small notes, but that'll probably take up most of the time because uh, we all know me at this point. So uh, I'm not going to try and shoehorn any other stuff in here and turn this into a nice hour and a half long episode. If you missed my book review, that was last Friday. And it was for How Not to Read the Bible of Dan Kimmel. I am now in the Carnivore Code by Paul Saladino. So end of the month, I'll be doing that review. But it was a doozy of a review. So I'll just tell you that uh, for How Not to Read the Bible, two and a half hours. So it was more of a breakdown than a review because I feel like a review is is typically, I don't know, smaller. You know, it's like a 10 to 15 minutes and you talk about some of the themes in the book. And uh, I kind of talked about, I mean, I, I went into detail on a lot of stuff because it did interest me so much so. But not so much so that you can get away with just hearing my breakdown and... Not reading the book. Go get the book. Go read the book. It is incredible. So make sure to do that. But all right, let's jump into it. My way too late Super Bowl recap because everyone's already talked about it now and moved on to the next thing. Well, I'm let it marinate for a couple days and before uh, now I'm coming back to it. So that's how it is. Super Bowl. Here's my three criteria. So you have the game itself. You have the halftime, and then you have the commercials or anything else tertiary that might have happened. So. I'm going to say the game itself was awesome. Now, I was, I think, and I think a lot of people were this way, cheering for the Bengals. But, push comes to shove, I genuinely did not care. Do not care, I should say. And so, that's where I stood. Like, I'm happy either way. Because there were people on both sides that I was fine with. Uh, Matthew Stafford, who... I've always believed to be a super elite quarterback. And I say super elite, an elite quarterback, but was just stuck at the, the, the trash Detroit lions. And I was, 
you know, I think we all thought that he was going to be kind of a career wasted. Granted, he had, you know, those years with Megatron, and that was awesome. But can you imagine if they would have been that, – that would have been on a winning organization? Like, there would have been Super Bowl rings had. Well, now he gets in – first year he gets into the Rams and a winning or, – and a good organization, good situation. What, he do, what, what does he do? He shows that, oh, yeah, just how elite he is and reminds everybody that he is that good. And so good for him. The only thing that gave the slight edge – in my opinion, or for from my perspective, to the Bengals as far as who I was cheering for, well, that that has to do with the simple fact that L.A. I'm I'm just I'm not. I was happy it wasn't Tom Brady and it wasn't the Chiefs. Uh, well, it could have gone either way on the Chiefs, but you know, happy Tom Brady wasn't in the Super Bowl, and kind of those same perennial contenders. So that was fun. But at the end of the day, people are like, we did it for L.A. And it's like, I don't care about L.A. L.A. is, I don't know, everyone's, you have two football teams, you have two basketball teams. How much more do you need? Like, you've, you're Hollywood, you're, I mean, you're the legendary city of L.A. You have enough prowess. I don't know, It's to me, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like if, you know, when the Yankees go and snag a championship, I'm like, good for you. And if you're a Yankees fan, feel free to come at me about this. But it's like good for you. But at the end of the day, most of us, it, it's kind of like you know you're either a Yankees fan or you're not a Yankees fan. Kind of like the years the, Pat- the Patriots dynasty was alive and well with Tom Brady. I mean, it was basically everyone's not a Patriots fan and cheering against because they were the best. Now, granted, you gave him the respect, but that's my my only thing. I'm just I like to see non. <laughs> Like, just L.A. Like, I don't know. I, I just, it's the L.A. aspect of it. I have no problem with the Rams. But, yeah. And then, of course, Cincy, who is perennial, who has been trashed for so long. But Joey Burrow led him to the Super Bowl with the Swiss cheese offensive line. Sprained his MCL, we now know. And in, like, the third quarter or whatever. And still almost made a comeback. And on the final play of the game, had he had... One more second. Had had Aaron Donald absolutely just not torched their left guard to get to him instantly. I mean, dude, dude was it was hot hot knife through butter. It was scolding knife through butter and actually burned the butter as it went through. Instantaneously evaporated the butter. Had that not been the case, Joe would have seen Jamar Chase, who torched Jalen Ramsey. And was streaking down the sideline and would have bombed it. Instead, here's the craziest thing too. While he is being tackled, he still throws it and it almost gets to a receiver in the flats, which at least would have given them a first down. So, yeah, I mean, coming down to the wire, can't be mad about the game at all. It was an awesome game. And it was really fun to watch. Yeah, I had slight edge for 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 the Bengals, who in my preference... But I'm happy either way. And it was a good Super Bowl. And it was nice to be to have a Super Bowl where it's like, I'm not actively cheering against one, so I have to cheer for the other. It was just, I'm here to enjoy the Super Bowl. And it gave me all the enjoyment. Now, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I'll just mention it here, and we'll leave it at that. We, of course, had our you know fair bit of outcry over the fact that there were all these celebrities and elites and none of them masked up and how California was still in a state of emergency but managed to have a Super Bowl of 70,000 fans who were all given masks but most did not wear them and particularly it was all the celebs that we saw uh, classic you know who a lot of them 
find themselves, you know, advocating for masks and, and things. And yet when they when they go to the game in in a place in, in L.A. that's still technically in a state of emergency. They they can get away, you know, so it's rules for thee, not for me. Classic situation at this point. Is anybody really surprised by this or, or like seriously really surprised? Should I give it really that much outcry? And I, I remember hearing that, you know, the, the Super Bowl almost got moved because of COVID stuff. And I personally, I would have loved that. And also personally, I think that if you're in a place like L.A. where it's still shut down and um, kids are still, you know, meanwhile, kids are still wearing masks and suffering from the effects of that in terms of development of speech and things like that. And when they when they really are at effectively no risk, they, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to have this big event. And it just goes to show you, though, when push comes to shove, it's like, L.A.'s like, oh, no, state of emergency, state of emergency. Did you say Super Bowl? Hold on, hold Yeah, well, I mean, we're in state of emergency, but it's, it's fine. No, 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 we can definitely, we can make this work. We can host the Super Bowl, right? That's fine, it's fine. No, 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 we'll definitely host the Super Bowl. It's, don't you worry. We'll, hey, look, we can just provide masks for everybody. No, 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 no. You don't need to go to Texas. You don't need to go to, we've, we've had enough people going, we've had enough going to Texas, okay? Okay, which I will say, I think the numbers are a little inflated, but but we've 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 lost enough things to Texas, um, no, 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 this, this is totally fine. No, 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 we, this is, we can, we can make it work within our rules. We have to bend them a little bit, but yeah, we, yeah, we'll have the Super Bowl. <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of the take, but I mean, it's true. Like how many of us in, would be in a situation where, I don't know, let's say, oh, I'm like, I don't want to talk to people or be, I, I can't think of a good example. But it's like, I don't want this. And they're like, but it's free. And you're like, well, now, now that you said the free, I could be in for it. So who knows? But game was game was overall good. And that's all I really want to say on that. Uh, I, I, I guess, oh, oh, one more thing, one more thing. We had, you know, there was the, the national anthem. Wait, was that for this game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you had, you know, the national anthem, and then you had the black national anthem, which, hold on. I just say hold on to. And I, we can talk about the history around it and, and that it served that purpose maybe at one point in time, but to try and bring that out and say we have our American national anthem and then we have oh the, the, the national anthem for the black people in America, I think this only plays into more divisiveness. And first, first of all, we don't have two national anthems. There is... There is a there is a song that resonates with the his, the history of Black America, but it, but calling it the Black National Anthem is only dividing us even more and saying and actually promoting racism, in my opinion. And we if so, I can get into that discussion another time because I'm here to talk about the Super Bowl and have a good time. But that's just my personal thoughts on that. And so, uh, I mean, I didn't watch that. I didn't even, I didn't watch the National Anthem either. I was I think getting buffalo chicken dip ready or we were getting to the Super Bowl party. I don't remember one or the other, but something was happening. And I, I just remember, I think, seeing it come on. The TV was on mute at the time. And so, and and yeah, I, I it's a part of this social justice thing. But one of, the, one of those things, again, that I think is just, it's it's good intentions. and But I think really the practical outcome of this and really when you analyze things, you see that it is only it only seeks to divide us more. 
Because if a certain people group, based on their race, has their own national anthem, quote unquote, then and you might say, well, it's because you know there was sla- there was slavery and and there's a racist history in America, and it's like yes, but like we've talked about so many times, it was America was born in sin, but things the way was founded on principles and ideals that basically set things in motion to bring us out of those things. And you see that qualm with many of the founding fathers when you actually look into the, a lot of their writings. And then also some fun fact that you may not know is that um, in a lot of places, particularly in the North, slavery, um, importation of slaves and, 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 and bringing in new slaves was banned pretty quickly. And then slavery was outright banned almost from starting as early in the 1780s. I mean, right after our founding and then going all the way up into the civil war, of course, which was only 75 years later. Or so, so which is when you actually think about it, it's pretty impressive that it happened that quickly. When you think about the realm of history, now it also could have to do with the time and place we were in the world and coming into, um, you know, modern times that we are now in, but that's all I want to say on that. So there was that slight thing. And of course there's gonna be some more notes, when it comes to the commercials, because surprise, surprise, there's more virtue signaling in those. But I'm not here to you. We have enough political commentators talking about that. So I just wanted to give it that couple minutes and talk about maybe they're not so fun stuff. Maybe make some jokes. But uh, yeah, so the game game was good. Game was good. Halftime show was awesome. And actually, and actually, I think as a whole, I'll mention that at the end, actually. But the halftime show was awesome. Minus the fact that when you watch it and you're like, okay, there's all this music and stuff and it's all these artists and everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's like, it's a throwback. It's a nostal- It was a real nostalgia halftime show, which also meant everybody involved was very old. Mary J. Blige looked like she was taking her steps very carefully and like her backup dancers, which she's singing, so I don't expect her to do all the moves, but her backup dancers, you know, were doing all these moves and she was like, all right, I'm going to step to the right a little bit. I'm going to step to the left a little bit. Um... Uh, and it's no fault of her own. It's you're old. You guys are all in your fifties or I don't know, maybe even in your sixties. I don't know how old any of these people are. And, uh, but ultimately it was good. I think the performance was great. It was cool. They had the lights, which made up, you know, uh, the grid of the city on, on, on the bottom. And, 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 and the staging area was cool too. houses these different areas, 50 cent hang upside down doing his one, you know, super hit of, uh, in the club, that was, that was that's the most, I don't know, you just see her, it's like, okay, cool, it's kind of like when Katy Perry wrote in on a line, or Lady Gaga repelled from the ceiling, and it's just like, dope, just cool stuff, right, but I think the, the thing that best encapsulates this is like, man, it's nice to see a, a halftime show that isn't a callback to all of our old parents, you know, having Paul McCartney, or, you know, Black Sabbath, someone from... And then we go, and then for about 10 seconds, it sets in. All these guys are old. I am now old person. This is a nostalgia halftime show for me. Yikes. So, yeah. You find yourself in that group, which I do in a lot of ways. That's I think that's, (laughs) awkwardly, that was one of the biggest takeaways for me from this halftime show, is I just realized, I was like, man, you guys are all very old. But you can still get it, I guess, but... You're old. So, yeah. Feel me? doesn't mean the halftime show wasn't dope. It was just one of those things. And that's kind of unfortunate. That is like, hey, I am now getting into the category of being considered 
one of the older crowd, and I've been around long enough, and it's been like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember, I used to listen to these when I was a kid, and that's referencing 20 years ago or so, minus Kendrick Lamar. He was, of course, the, the young buck of the crew, but everyone else was old, and uh, I, I, how, about, how about Eminem being the token white guy? Gotta love that. That was incredible. Uh, just made me laugh, personally. <laughs> I thought that was pretty awesome. But Halftime Show was on par with the game. And finally, we'll get into commercials. Commercials were eh for me. I have my favorites. I think some of them were good. But I think the last few years, the the Super Bowl commercials have fallen off. I mean, maybe it's me being an old Hanyak now. But maybe, just maybe, they're not as good. And I will say, there was a clear theme. This is what I almost referenced earlier. Clear theme throughout the Super Bowl, when you look at the halftime and you look at especially all the commercials, it was a nostalgia year. They There was a lot of callback to a lot of old shows, movies, different things, and a lot of people that just paid for paid a bunch of money to get these celebrities, which is what you do for the Super Bowl commercials. You pay a bunch of money to get top-notch celebrities, but in a lot of ways, it was kind of funny how they almost were all on the same page. You know, they all think they're being original, and then, like, three of them do shows that have, been, you know, been canceled or movies that came out 20 years ago, and it's like, Oz is all a nostalgia play. So they were they were coming at us hard, guys. And in some ways it worked, in other ways, not so much. And so commercials for me were subpar. So, okay, I'll rate the game on a 15-point scale. It was a 13 or 14 out of 15. Halftime, we're going to do it on a six-point scale, and I'm going to say it's a five out of six. And then the commercials, I'm going to do on a 650-point scale, and I'm going to say it was like a 297. No, 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 no. Yeah, 290s probably out of 650. There was a couple great ones. Most of them were eh. And then there was a lot of random ones. Like, I remember growing up, all the Super Bowl, every commercial was just like, boom, People, I mean, these companies planned out all year and spent half their yearly budget on advertising to be in the commercial and to blow it out of the water. And so the commercial game is always stronger than normal, but not it's not hitting that spectacular level it once hit where they're pushing boundaries, doing crazy stuff, and really being funny. And I don't know if it's, you know, more of a PC culture now, uh, like I said, or I'm just an old Hanyak, but there were some good ones. I will say the absolute best one, hands down, is the Coinbase bouncing square QR code. That's all it was. And just a slight, I think, background music. I couldn't tell when I watched it. Uh, I just went through, though, and had a... And Well, it's not playing anymore. I'll just play it again, though. A 45-minute compilation of every Super Bowl commercial, and it's playing on mute right now. So I've gone through this morning and watched them again to be kind of fresh, because I know there were some I forgot about, and there were. But ultimately, it didn't blow me away, and that's kind of the saddest part about it. But there were some good ones, and the Coinbase bouncing square one that ends with it getting the corner exactly in the corner, and then it just pops up and says Coinbase. I mean, first of all, when it came on, I was like, no way! And it was just a QR code, too. It didn't signify, so you had to interact with it, so that's ingenious. And then, yeah, nostalgia, super hard nostalgia play, but done in a simple, sleek way that, like, they didn't really do much. That commercial was probably... The, making it, like the QR code bounce around like the old DVD logo or something, that was so cheap. So they just had to spend all their money on the spot. 
for for on the on the on the commercial time slot. And being on the front end too was good because they they were the first ones. It's like the kid who does the presentation first, volunteers to go first. They went first, so they were the first one of the earliest nostalgia plays in the commercials. They weren't in the fourth quarter, and when you're going, oh my gosh, another one from my childhood. I'm old, I get it, but also the nostalgia. And so great job on Coinbase's part, and also top notch commercial. That was my favorite commercial. I would like to know what your favorite commercial was. Which at least, if you have a least favorite sure you can share that one too i'll talk about mine in here just a few minutes but honestly incredible oh i missed this commercial it was a commercial about covid boosters oh yeah you always got to get some good propaganda in there anyways so that one takes the cake hands down best one by far there were some other good ones i think the the i think the the use of Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, that was funny, but of course it's the classic climate change is ending the world nonsense, which I, it's a comp, it's complicated where I stand on that. You might think, oh, you're conservative, so you're an anti-climate change, and it's like, no, 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 I believe that people are affecting the world. They just have Willie Nelson on a Skechers commercial? I missed that one too. How did I miss that one? Well, that one's up there. A, it's Skechers, B, it's Willie Nelson, who's dirt, who's old as dirt now. And so that's the market for Skechers. So it's all of our parents and grandparents going, oh, Willie Nelson's on Skechers. Well, I, I don't know how to get me some Skechers. Like, that's knowing your brand, knowing your audience. Good job, Skechers. But for me, yes, humans have an effect on the environment and climate. To the extent of the effect and also the is the world ending rhetoric because of it, solely because of us, that's where my doubts come in. Because, I'll just say this, the climate, yes, is always changing and shifting. We know that when we look back throughout the history of the world, as far as we know and can tell. And there's all sorts of things that go into affecting it. Now, I have no doubt that at this point we, have a, we do have an effect, the extent to which the, neg- the effect is. And it's funny, even when you look back in the last hundred years, all the climate predictions about this and that and whatnot, and we're going to run out of oil and the ozone's going to have a giant hole and we're all going to burn to death. Countless times there have been predictions and countless times, or actually, sorry, every time really, they've been dead wrong. So when you hear crazy things like a couple years ago, it was like, we have 12 years to, to reverse it. And it's like, look, I, you might say, okay, we need to look into this. But I think maybe you're taking it too far, right? So that that side of things where they bring that into the equation. Also, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about it. You know, they're promoting all their new EVs. and Or that was GM. And then Chevy, we'll go ahead since we're on the top of cars. One of, I'll just call it the worst commercial because I think the product. You have the new Chevy EV Silverado. And you think, oh yeah, Silverado, you know, that's a sweet truck. It's got a good look. I enjoy the look. Well, they said... Okay, you know everything that's good about the Silverado. Take that out, and we're gonna what we're gonna build is reminiscent of the original Honda Ridgeline. Yeah, with that weird angled wedge and all that nonsense. Now, before you get too critical, and you might like it, I really don't. I think it looks dumb. <laughs> I think they 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 should have done like Ford did and made it essentially look like a Silverado, and then maybe just you know the front ends kind of shifted and the lighting setup is different you know because it's the light bar across the front that that it signifies future ev vehicle 
And they did that, but even their light bars are not as cool. Like the Ford Lightning F one fifty Lightning, I think looks cool. You look at it and you say, That's an F one fifty. But you go, Well, it's, it looks a little different. Oh, that's the lightning. You can differentiate it. You know, it's kind of like when you see a raptor. It's like, that's obviously a... Well, not even. Because it's more subtle than that. And they didn't They didn't go that direction, though. So now I'm pulling it up on their page because I guess we can dive into some details. And, of course, they're selling it and blah, blah, blah. It uses something called Ultium. I don't know what that is. It's some proprietary thing. Uh, so Deets on it. 400 mile range. So available. So I'd say that's pretty good. And I think overall EVs are getting there to where they're comparable to a gas charge. Gas charge. Wow. Words are hard. 660 horsepower. Wow. Once again, electric engines works a little bit different. 780 foot pounds of torque and that's instant torque. So that is obviously the, and always has been the huge advantage to, you know, electric is you get instant power and it is instantly to the wheels. You don't have that power loss. Four and a half seconds, um, zero to 60. Now, of course, there's these things with wide open watts. I don't know what that means. I guess that means all restrictions off and you're using max juice, which I'm assuming if you did a run like that and experience that, your 400-mile range would start to fall pretty quickly. Now, the most interesting feature that I am at can actually really get behind on this and I think would be cool just for trucks in general going forward because we see them with smaller and smaller beds, is the mid, what do they call it? It's called the multi-flex mid-gate pass-through. So basically, the the back window folds up or away or goes down, and then and then the bed goes into the cab, and you can fold the seats in that, and, and the, and the, that front part of the bed folds down, and so it extends, it gives you more of a tailgate. So if you don't have anything in the back seat, you can fold it all down, and then and haul stuff. Now you wouldn't want to do this obviously for super dirty stuff or, um, anything crazy like that. And it wouldn't help you necessarily with the motorcycle because the roof clearance, but it, it does help you with other things. And so that's cool. So it, it says, you know, you can, you can then fit up items up to 10 feet long. Now that's with the tailgate down and their little tailgate lip. Cause now, you know, their tailgate folds out 16 different ways. Good for them. So they show you like, if it's a couch, <clears throat> Or if you go to an angle, it's 9 feet, and that's with the tailgate fully up. Or you can do a 60-40, oh, fold down a couple of seats, leave one seat up so someone could ride there with the storage. And you could make sure to remind them that you're no better than my storage. And then the standard bed is, you know, 5 feet 10, which is most beds now, which is short because the crew cab has become more popular. And then if you get the 8-foot bed with a crew cab, your truck is absurdly long. So this is actually a cool feature. You know, I'm curious to know how it affects structure and I wonder if that's why they had to do the little stupid side angles going from the, the cab to the bed. You know what I'm talking about? Go along the side. Kind of like the Avalanche had, but it looks more like what the Ridgeline used to have. And this morning I went back from the gym. I saw one of those Ridgelines and I just went, ugh, they're ugly. And I think this is ugly. That feature is cool. Obviously with an EV, you get the frunk. Everyone loves the frunk. Something about turning and parking. Yeah, she got all these features. They can tow up to 10... 10 G's good. And with future options getting up to 20. So good for them. And let's see what else we got here. You know, I do like the new hands-free stuff. So they've got 200,000 miles of compatible roads where you can use the driver assist technology where essentially it drives itself. I am here for that. I, there is a little bit of nervousness. They followed Tesla suit and did the moonroof to make it nice and open. 
So you have that. There's more center console space. You can do it. Okay, Google. Now, when you look at the dash, though, here's my thing. Here's where I think Tesla has done it better than anyone else. Is So you have all these car companies making electric versions of their cars. Well, and like I talked about in my Tesla review, Tesla is so simplistic. You have everything in that center iPad, essentially. And and you have two little up and down knobs that also I think with or with rollers on the steering wheel and that is it. There's no there's not a litany of buttons. Everything is run from that central screen and and more or less can go through voice activation as well. And that's not the case here. It has a typical dash and then you have the 15 inch screen on the side. You have 17 buttons on the steering wheel, buttons to the left, buttons to the right, everywhere, everywhere, right? And to me, in a lot of ways. Now, my vehicles have a ton of buttons, but that's what I'm used to, right? So, in some ways, I think they're just upgrading what we're used to. But at the same time, having experienced a Tesla and being more open to the the sleekness of it and understanding that, actually, I think I kind of like this. Then, okay, this is the third commercial that mentions Mars. So, they're trying to go at Elon Musk. Oh, never mind. This is for Tesla. I'm confused. No, it's not Tesla. Yeah. They're making fun of Tesla. Be like, we're not trying to go to Mars. It's like, I'm sorry. He is so, he, he's the one that kickstarted this whole revolution with EV cars and put all your crappy little Nissan Leaf type things uh, to waste. And then also has time to lead the charge to Mars whilst having the most successful EVs out there and beating you all to market. So, yeah, you can be like, we're not going to Mars. We're putting all of our work. Yeah, because it took everything you had, and it took him making Tesla to push you to the point to be this good because you had gotten lazy and taken it for granted. So that's my spiel on that. But anyways, I think it's overkill. I think if you're going to have the giant screen, make everything on the giant screen. You can still have a basic gauge in the middle, but like make everything there and just go less is more here. Because you have the screen and voice activation now, so we don't need 17 billion buttons. I need to just be able to say, hey, do this, do that. But I don't know. You could feel differently. Who knows? The front end, like I said, kind of looks stupid. I don't know what it is with the obsession of EVs that they have to make them look so different. And I think it's because they're EVs and they're like, we want them to look different. But they do it wrong. I think they look stupid in a lot. Take the good things and modify them slightly. Once again, Ford Lightning did a great job with that. The front still looks like a grill, even though it doesn't have a grill because it's electric. But the Silverado here, I don't, it just, it doesn't appeal to me on the front end. Their light bar's okay and their logo, but then it's just kind of a blank space. Like, do something. Drop your logo down in the middle of that blank space and put some cool LEDs or something. I don't know. It just, ugh. Modern lighting. 24 inch aluminum wheels. Yeah, I it just I don't like it. I don't like it very much personally. Uh, I guess it starts at 39,000, but then they're gonna have models that you know obviously go up to 80,000 in increments of 10. And it, of course, it has all the modern features and everything. So cool, good for them. Your truck, your EV is water trash. So I links in the description if you want to go look at it for yourself, make your own judgments if you feel differently. But that is how I feel. It is stupid. Ooh, ooh. the commercial. The bouncing commercial's back on. Here we go. Back to it. So, that was the EV. Oh. Let's see. What other ones? There was a Scrubs commer- the, the Scrubs comeback commercial with the two main characters who I can't remember. I, I always remember him as PD. I can't remember either of their names. So, JD maybe was his name in the show. But they're talking about something. Matthew McConaughey has, has an interesting commercial with 
what was it? Salesforce. And basically it was all about, we got things to fix here. We need to quit running away from our problems by going to Mars. The frontier is here. And I was like, okay, who's this commercial for? It's Salesforce. All right. I think that's my that's my favorite game to play, especially during Super Bowl ads, if it's not obvious from the outset, is what is this commercial for? Because I think historically, like beer commercials, car commercials, they just do something inspiring and then at the end throw their logo onto it. I mean, Toyota had a really cool commercial that would make an awesome trailer for like a documentary or or something like that about this guy who was going to be an Olympian then he started to, he had this genetic disorder losing his eyesight and now he's won 10 Olympic Paralympic gold medals and so he didn't let that stop him and it's like Toyota and then, and then and nothing it's this guy's whole story and at the very end it just pops up says Toyota and then whatever the tagline is and I was like cool <laughs> but you guys sell cars and I get you, but I get that's part of marketing is you want to invoke, you know, emotional feelings and whatnot. So, uh, other commercials that, um, on, so on a low light, the lowest light, I think the worst commercial of them all. And I've, they, they've had previous commercials. It's the new Google pixel one. And the commercial that I've seen previously, and I've maybe mentioned here is where it says it's the most inclusive camera yet. And I was like, I can't camera being inclusive. Cameras just takes pictures and videos. Inclusive. Here we are inserting our wokeness, our the systemic racism narrative, like into cameras, and they did it in the Super Bowl ad. It was all about how you know you can't capture my skin. I'm always shadowy, and so you know for people who have darker skin and whatnot. And so basically, the premise of it all and is that you know historically racism has seeped its way into cameras too. Cameras are racist, and it's funny. One of the pictures is like. Someone, a person in a doorway, and they're literally standing in front of the sun in a doorway, and they're shadowy. And I'm like, you put anyone in that situation, they're shadowy. And oh, you know what else? You know what else too? If I'm in too bright, me being as pasty as I am, especially my wife, if we're in too bright, she gets washed out. Pictures in the snow with the sun, washed out. There's problems. It's just it's just lighting and taking pictures. It's not. Like I'm all I'm here. I'm here for all these new cool cameras, but they're acting like they've brought us out of the dark ages of camera pun intended, I guess. No pun intended, really. When in actuality, I was like, okay, okay, thanks, Google. I have no interest in that. I think this is a moot point, and I think you're trying to push. You're trying to play on a narrative that doesn't apply to you. Just say you have a better camera and you take better pictures. But I I hate just playing this. Once again, we're we're inserting racism where there is no real racism because it's cameras. Because what are the further implications if you take this to its end? Is it's like, oh, so you mean cameras were made by, you know, predominantly by white people for white people? No. I mean, that, that fact may be true, but then you say, well, yeah, well, and so systemically racist. So they made cameras in such a way they weren't, weren't good for darker skin. And it's like, no, it's just lighting matters. Lighting matters. Okay, you can be washed out, you can be shadowy, and that applies to everyone. Now, obviously, it can be different if you have, depending on what your skin tone is, and that's just a fact of life. That has nothing to do with anything. But So that that was the worst commercial of the day. And then it was the Chevy Silverado because it's just, oh, that, com- I'm, that commercial's on right now. It looks so bad. I hate it. It's, no, I hate it. Um... Other commercials, I like the Michelob Ultra bowling alley one. That one was just cool. Good vibes, real simple, real sleek, and then you had a bunch of sports celebrities, and they're all bowling. And I would love to think that there's there's a some 
hole-in-the-wall bowling alley somewhere in Podunk where they can all go and relax and have and just bowl with each other. All these, I'm not going to say celebs, but like superstars, legends, like Peyton Manning. Jimmy Butler was in there. thought that was kind of random, but it was cool. And then, you know, Serena comes in. There's all these other athletes. I think that's cool. I think that's fun. I think that's a cool commercial. Uh, here we go. What else? Uh, the Dolly Parton one. Once again, it's like, oh, you use Dolly Parton, and it's T-Mobile, and they're singing about phones and some 5G. I was like, okay, that was a miss. That was a miss. And you're not going to hit on every single one, but that kid had a QR code on his T-shirt. I'm here for that. Subtle details and commercials get me. So, in summation, commercials were subpar. There were some good ones. There were some okay ones. And then there were a lot of just, I don't care about this at all. And what are we doing? So, I mean, points for trying? No, not points for trying. It's a Super Bowl. Step it up. Have incredible commercials. Be more like Coinbase. Oh, the Disney goat one? Eh, that one's okay. It's with uh, Aquafina. Or my favorite, Raspy Korean. That's how I know her. And someone, I think someone rolled their eyes at me when I said that. And I was like, sorry. And it was funny, too, is that could be seen as racist. Like, what, she have a raspy voice? Yeah. She's Korean? Yeah. Is that an easy way to identify her? Yeah. Am I reducing her to just her race and her voice? No. I'm identifying her. And I think it's... And, and that's... Sorry. that's We're getting too culture there. I'm, not, I'm here to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm so sorry. Oh, man. But all in all, that's where I stand on things. And I was... I, I want... Bring back greatness amongst Super Bowl commercials. Notice I tried to avoid saying the buzz phrase... Can, I, that's really what I want to do. That's what I would hope. And let's let's get some great Super Bowl commercials. We have some great, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they haven't always been that great. And maybe it, this is this has been the normal lineup. You get five five or six really really good ones, and then you get most some that are middle of the road, and then you get some that are really really good. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Uh, final notes, I thought the Doritos, Cheetos one, where the animals in the jungle, she drops her Cheetos in Flamin' Hot, and they all eat them, and they start singing, and then they're like, no, you can't have any. Another great one, Uber Eats, now delivers non-edible items, and everyone just starts eating these non-edible items, and they're like, this isn't easy, you lied to me. It's like, for your eats and don't eats. Good job. Very good job. Proud of you guys. So those are some of the good ones. What were some of your favorite commercials? What were your highlights? And um, if you have some commercials that you didn't care for, time to break some hearts, though, with this final note on the commercials. The Budweiser one, where the Clydesdale breaks its ankle, its leg, basically broken leg, and it, it you know has to go, and the dog is real sad for it, but then they rehab it, and it gets back to its former self and stronger than ever. That is just factually inaccurate. And I get it's a commercial, but everyone knows. Horse breaks its leg, horse gets put down. Because... Horses, that is a death sentence for a horse. Just, ba- just be- that's how things are, because of the way they're built and the way things work with them. It's a death sentence. So, realistically, if a Budweiser Clydesdale broke its leg, especially a Clydesdale, because those are the biggest horses, it's it's getting put down instantly, out of its misery. Sorry, Bud, you had a good life. We'll 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 have a nice memorial for you, and a little shrine for you, so we can remember you. But. Yeah, you're going down. And that's that. So sorry if I broke anyone's hearts on that or seemed heartless, but that's just the nature of the fact. And sometimes I'm like, okay, that's not really going to happen. I get it's an inspiring thing. But that one I knew instantly, too. I saw Clydesdale and I was like, Budweiser. So, I mean, 
and is that a good thing for them? I think so. I think you want the recognizability. Um, you want that factor where people can kind of instantly know, but you know, they can still enjoy the commercial and I think they find a good balance there. So yeah, Super Bowl, the game was awesome. Halftime show was cool. Reminded me how old we are. And I don't think we should have too much. We shouldn't stay this path of like next year. It's like, yeah, bring back more old artists because in some ways it, it definitely showed that they were all very old and it was like, man, y'all are old. You got there there to me. They're on the cusp. Of being able to do that anymore. And I think they're going back to my my stance on politicians having an age limit. There should be an age limit for Super Bowl halftime. I'm not saying anyone there hit it. Because I also don't know exactly how old anyone is. But they might have. Okay. I know I said that was all. But the last and final one. And, and the second best commercial was one of the final ones. Kevin Hart in Sam's promoting Scan and Go. Kevin Hart, funny, cool. He does his thing. He's like, it's for me. It's for me. I peace. But talking about scan and go, I can't tell you how frustrated it makes me that the amount of people I see waiting in these crazy lines at Sam's when it is the best thing that they have done at Sam's where it's you have the app, you're there, you scan all your items, you pay for them on the app, and you skip the line completely. No checkout line for you. And every time I see like a line of three people and then you know it's a Sam size carts full. So it's like you've got a hundred items. It's gonna cost you seven hundred dollars to get all this stuff, but you're gonna be good for the next seven years. I look at it and I just say, I, I want to I want to shout. I want to say scan and go. Do you not know? Scan and go. Do you not know? And I want to like shake him and just like, use this. But obviously you can't do that. I don't want to get kicked out of Sam. So I just use my scan and go and sashay on past them and skip the line of, you know, and jump ahead eight people or more because I didn't have to wait in line. So use scan and go. If you don't use it already, stop being a Hanyak. Use scan and go. Change your life forever. Never use checkout again at Sam's and you'll be set. So. I think that's a great note to, to kind of conclude this on. So let's start this Norwegian goodbye right now. That is my Super Bowl recap for this Wednesday and your dose of weird. I hope you very much enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. I would like to know I had 17 brownies. That was my big, big uh, consumption at, at this year's Super Bowl. I made buffalo chicken dip. And I don't know if I have a favorite like Super Bowl snack or anything, but I just love that all the snacks come out. My greatest Super Bowl moment would have been last year's. When I cooked up a whole meat smorgasbord or and with my smoker and got to really put it to the test. Did steaks, tenderloins, bacon, we did jalapeno poppers, we did cannoli dip, we did smoked corn, we did other smoked veggies on kebabs. I mean, we did it. And I, I have a picture of it somewhere. It was awesome though. So yeah. Uh would love to know your thoughts and everything, um, how you felt about the Super Bowl, favorite commercial, non favorite commercial, etc. You know, did you were you surprised, relieved at the the amount of, you know, kind of virtue signaling or whatever you want to call it, wokeness? Uh, I was pleasantly surprised at how toned down it was. And I think that showed because the Super Bowl had also it was the Rams and the Bengals. And so it was kind of a totally new look for the Super Bowl. But that's why we saw record numbers of viewership since they hadn't seen since 2017. Think about that. Yeah. So kind of bounced back a little bit. Good for the NFL, I guess. Good for them. But it was is very 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 enjoyable. So this is my too late, too much too late <laughs> recap of the Super Bowl. Uh, I just like to think I la- allowed 
allowed it to sit. So remember, the stickers are fresh and they are out there on my laptop. They're on my sister's sticker board. They're on my friends. I think he said, Connor, you're going to be on your laptop? Yeah. So go order those now. Link is in the description or in the bio online. It's the Meat Hall on Redbubble. You can also find it that way. Get all your stickers. The one sticker that I did not have because it wasn't approved yet was the anti-wastest one. So I'm going to order that one. Uh, I think I'm going to try and get it in more of a rectangular shape. It's square right now. I don't know how I'm gonna, how that's going to work, if it's going to work. So we'll just see. But yeah, go get your stickers. Represent for the Hanyang Accord. Uh, if, I want to thank you for being a part of the Hanya Accord, and if you were new here, welcome to the Hanya Accord, fellow Hanyak. Uh, we're happy to have you. But that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, go leave a five-star review. It just helps us out. Spread the word. And if you have any cool stories about overcoming, I know um, I've got a couple on the horizon about just some powerful stories, positive stories, people sharing their stories and talking about you know, either how they deal with their stories current struggle or a struggle they got through or a tough time, anything like that. It's, you know, you might sound, oh, it's going to sound depressing and serious. No, it's, uh, it, it wants to be, uh, it's going to be encouraging, right? And so I've got a few of those coming up in the next couple months should be really good. Uh, if you have any stories or, or know of a story that you just want to tell, it, it can be about you or it can just be, hey, I had this friend and this was their, they had a really cool story. Um, if you can get them on, that's great. Also, any big questions, like the one that we tackled on Monday that you've got for me, send my way. You uh, you will have an opportunity to come on and discuss the big question, or if you just want me to talk about it, that's fine. Either way. But once again, thank you so much for checking in for this dose of weird. We'll see you back here on Friday for your final dose of weird this week, and I look forward to it very much. Remember, keep it PDFG, always ride the lightning, and, and let the world know you belong to the Hanya Accord. Anyways, this is your head Hanyak, signing off.